Unveiled with Neva Nessa, a Go Loud original podcast. On this week's episode, we talk about how hard breakups are, toxic relationships, but in different situations such as romantic relationships, family and friends, and we talk about your stories and opinions. Well, hello, how are you? Hi Neve, how are you? How's the house going? She's still standing. She's still standing. Thank she's God. looking fab, but I know. She's a sexy I, thing. She is very sexy. Well, she's not. She's in bits, but she's home. No, but I love <laughs> how you're doing the whole DIY thing with the table and chairs. Like, I think it's absolutely gorgeous yeah Stunning. I'm in my broke era so. yeah. <laughs> no but I love people who do the whole DIY thing I actually think it like looks better sometimes it does but like I'm not a DIY girl I'm no, I know. like a well I am I'm like a delegate yeah. yourself so I'm like David we should do this <laughs> and he's like okay and then I'm like okay I have to go <laughs> so, bye yeah. <laughs> So yeah, how was your week? Yeah, good. God love you. I know. Well, I think I had, well, I actually know I had that, was a compilobacter. You can get it from water or chicken. Me and my tum-tum, but now I'm feeling much better today. Wasn't to be here, loads to chat about. I know. But uh, there's nothing like a wedding abroad, so I'm so happy that me and Jamie are choosing to do that so, for a wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. It'll be um, so fun. Me and David, like, we were like, oh, like, yes, we don't really have that many weddings at all. Like, because other people have so many. Like, my cousin, it's all, it's his personality. It's all he does is a wedding guest. Like, yeah. or he's always, he's either going to a <laughs> wedding or a stag or a wedding. It's, yeah. I feel so bad for him. But then I was like, oh, God, are we not popular? No, I just feel like... <laughs> you know, no, no you, you, I feel like you had a run of weddings. Like, I didn't have that, that many. No, so did I. Remember, it was like, all my friends, you had Maria's and you had Aideen's. That's it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm okay with that, but then like I kinda was like, you know, you have um, a bolt of like awareness and you're like, Oh Well I haven't Do had we don't a lot have any wed- friends. I only have two weddings this year and I had two last year, Mum's family. That's grand. Three. Oh yeah, you've got another one though, don't you? No, I had three weddings last year actually, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, enough about that. We want to dig into loads of stuff today. Yeah, I need to just say I feel like cleansed and recharged after getting all my Rita Ora <laughs> shit off. I feel like I've sparked a conversation. I, I feel like you have. I have. A movement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a march going or something. But like, people are like, actually, yeah. I know. And like, I'm getting, I've kind of got a bit more info on her now. Like, I'm in possession of more facts. Okay. Like, well, I understand now why she was there. at the Met. Why? Her husband. Oh. She's, yeah. I don't know what he does, but that's oh. why. Oh. Okay. Do you know who he is? No, I no, don't, I, but I, like, I just kind of makes sense there because I had no idea why she would be at the Met. I couldn't even be arsed to Google him. I was like, all right, fair enough. But somebody was like to me, um, which I thought was so funny. They were like, yeah, actually, like, the straights don't want to claim her. The gays don't want to claim her. And he was like, he lives in London. He's like, not even the Clapham games. The gays want her. And they're, she was like, they're tragic. <laughs> so I thought no, that was so say, funny. Yeah. Um, I know I had a few people laughing at me singing the Pixie Lot song. Um, being like, in fairness, to one of them was like, I actually thought that was Rita Orwood too until your friend corrected you. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I know. Now, in fairness, I actually looked up a few of her songs and some of them are good, but not a lot of them. And anyway, I mean, there has to be one person that has to give justice to Rita Orr and I'm going to be like, okay, justice for Rita Orr. You're going to start the movement. 
Somebody wrote to me and was like, no, I love her. I was like, no, you don't. I know. You would said, you grow her, her album or something? I saw you put her, it up. Oh, sorry, her EP. I was oh, like, <laughs> would you have a wash? Her EP. <laughs> I do have something else I want to get off my chest this week, though. We should have a get off your chest. I kind of, I feel like <laughs> I'm like prone a lot to anyway. <laughs> I just feel like there's such a discrimination lately around coconut milk. It shouldn't be that hard to get when you go out. Sorry, I'm like banging off the table here. You're angry. I'm like... Why do you have soya, but not coconut milk? Yeah, it's ra- random. I'm an oat milk drinker, like the rest of Dublin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like to but be that's so in. funny. <laughs> like, some places are like, oh no, we have soy milk though. And I'm like, for what? Like, so when you go out, you get your coffee and you ask for... There's a, just certain places with rigmarole. And right. I just feel like we're in 2023. Just stock coconut milk. <laughs> just stop making it a thing. Don't make me have to... Would pre- you not have like your coffee at home? Or like, no? I wouldn't be caught dead having a coffee at home. But David has, like, it's like a song and dance every time. I'm like, do you want to get a coffee? And he's like, having a home. I'm like, no, absolutely. Yeah, Jamie's the same as well. He'll have a coffee at home. So you'll go out and get your coffee. Yeah, I remember when I was, like, saving to get my mortgage, like, somebody was like, you need to cut back on the, you know, the coffees that you're having out. And my mom, like, looked at me and she was like, oh, no, my life's too short. Buy your coffee at the morning. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I actually then was kind of, sparked a bit of a thought in my head. I read this article in the Irish Times there last week and it was all about joint accounts. Oh, yeah. I saw that article, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, what are your thoughts on a joint account? I mean, I remember having a joint account in a previous relationship and I think more or less all the money went in there. I I, I can't remember. What do you mean, like your salaries? Yeah, most, or we put a chunk in. And I remember that, like, that just wasn't the way to work out because... I, yeah it just it wouldn't work out but now me and Jamie have a joint account but it's for rent and bills, bills. only yeah yeah oh. what about you oh yeah rent and bills and like yeah. one in the household yeah but n- not like your two salaries going in no like I know somebody who they her and her, their partner mm. like you were saying put their both their salaries together combined and then halved it so like worked out split whatever but she was on she was on like a good bit less than him at the time so she was coming out like all right yeah like maybe he's just a really selfless person but like I'm like obviously I wouldn't see if that was the situation with me and David I wouldn't fucking see him hungry or anything you know what I mean but like no but also it's your own money like there's some things that I don't want to tell Jamie I buy like especially when we're saving I was like well I'm not going to tell him I spent a hundred euro on Zara today no well now he knows (laughs) you can cut that out no but like I was like reading through the the article right and this I have a little quote for you right so this guy Dave Ramsey so I don't know who he is but he's a big US radio guy mm. in finance or whatever and he's like um, couples shouldn't have separate bank accounts um, he said a combined account leads to better decision making and a forces communication between couples that's I call bullshit on that like Dave Ramsey should mind his business I feel so put your two salaries together and it not. It basically it's like it, it, it gives like transparency but I don't think you need to be transparent with your own money like I don't have to answer to anybody once you're paying your bills I feel like if you're no that I just feel like that's you have your own salary he has your own salary whatever you do together which is your mortgage your bills if you have a car let's just say there's a holiday you want to go on and you both throw in 
whatever 50 euro a month or 100 euro a month to save it like that should all that should be used for your own salary and what you do with your salary mm-hmm. is your own business after that as long mm-hmm. as you're not like coming in broke and asking money asking for money off him and whatever but yeah. no I t- what's his name Dave Ramsey. Oh, he what a is. Dope. He is like ancestral years. I well, this is like, the thing where there is other facts, right? So, I'm never great with the generational labels, right? So you'll have to help me along here. I know we're millennials. Okay, we are, right? Am I not Gen Z? No, babe. <laughs> you still have you have to accept your age. I know. Okay? I know. I know. Um, so thirty eight percent of millennials keep their finances separate. But so, like, what we're doing, yeah, do yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Gen X, I don't know who they are. I only know Gen Z. I don't know what age group Gen X is. Well, well, well let's just look what yeah. Gen X is. But on. only 13% of them keep their finances separate. So Generation X includes those born between 1965 and 1981. Okay. Um, and, hey. and then Boomers which I feel are older maybe. Yeah. Only 11% of them keep their finances separate. So they're still forcing all their money together. But like obviously money is tricky and can be Mm. such a stressor. You know what I mean? It can. It really can. Yeah. Like and money just gets a bit funny sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually in this article as as well, it was saying that um, when it comes to research and what actually causes like relationship breakdown, financial disharmony is a repeated guest star. And it usually sits around the top three reasons given for splits. Yeah. For breakups. You know, it's so funny. I remember, like, you can see how, well, just in, like, a previous relationship, I remember, like, us trying to save for something. And I was sacrificing, like, I was sitting in, sacrificing, like, mm. you know, not going out. And that person would go out then and spend, you know, the day in the pub watching football, buying pints, buying food, and then maybe going to town after. I'd be like... I'm sitting in sacrifice and this was an agreement that we're going, like, if you're going to go off spending your money, I can go off spending my money. Yeah. And, like, I remember that being a bit of a... So I can definitely see that causing fights, especially oh when, like, God. you're both in an agreement that you want to save for something and then one is just taking the piss and not I bothered saving. I would turn inside out. I know. If that happened to me. <laughs> I would I know. turn inside out. Like, no fucking way. Like, I can't... Like, and I can see why that would happen in so many things, but that's mm-hmm. where I think, I personally think it's healthier for a couple. Well, I mean, everybody's different, but for yeah. in my relationship, I'm like, right, bills, everything we need to split, let's split. Yeah. You work hard, I work hard, the rest yeah. is your own business. Yeah. Or if mm-hmm. savings need to go in, they're both equal savings and they're not to be touched. And Yeah, or like, right. now I know there is this kind of thing of like, oh, well, if somebody's earning more, should they be, should the, the, the bill split be the same? Mm. What do you think? So say like, like let, I never actually even thought of Let's that. just say, I'm using this hypothetically, right? Let's mm. say Jamie is the bigger earner, right? So yeah. he earns a, like, significant, I'm not saying like he earns like four grand more than you say, he earns like, I don't know, 20 or 30 grand more than you, right? Yeah. Should you and him still split the bills 50-50 or should he take more? Should he take on more? I don't know. Like, I definitely think Jamie could be on. I mean, he definitely could be on more than me. I think he is. Mm. And we just split everything 50-50. Mm. But I'm real, like, I'm very lax and like, I'm just like, I'm happy to leave it at 50-50. Like, I wouldn't really be going into the... I mean, You know me, I'm like... I'd give my last tea bag or something to someone to know what I'm like. But I wouldn't really get into that now. And I just, I think everything should, if everything is, well, it depends. Unless someone was making a huge amount of money more and it was only fair, 
if that person was struggling to pay the half of the bill. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I couldn't. 50-50, I'm happy. I love just 50-50 grand, like no buts or issues, yeah. whatever. No, like I, I kind of would be the same. I just yeah. think it's kind of, unless it's like, like you're saying, like your monthly outgoings versus your salary, you're like, I can't live. Yeah. What, what I'm left off yeah that's then maybe that's as a partner mm. could they support you till you get yeah. a pay rise or whatever um I do feel like let's say while we're like while we're like 50 50 girl I was like mm-hmm. for the most part yeah let's say for example if I was like earning a good bit more than David and we were like say saving for a goal like a wedding a house or whatever I would happily put in more into savings Mm-hmm. Then being, oh, okay, you can save, you can only afford to save 500, but I can afford to save, save 1200. So I'm just going to do 500 and keep the rest myself. Like, I feel like when you're working towards a common goal of trying yeah. to get somewhere, mm. I would happily, I don't know, throw in a grand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. just keep the 200, like for my blow dries or whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, yeah, I think it's really important to call out here um, and this is actually a, a kind of a statement from Women's Aid mm. that you really need to note um, in these discussions that unhealthy bank account management in relationships is financial abuse yeah, often for sure. um, so the kind of red flags that you need to look for is having to justify all your purchases you make to your partner not being allowed a bank card having the joint account suddenly emptied and not being like allowed to buy personal items um, and we will be you know leaving women's aid numbers and any other helplines at the end of the yeah. episode as well we are going to get into breakups now um, obviously we're chatting through the joint accounts and I don't know what your thoughts are on there let us know your thoughts of if you have yeah. a joint account I'm fascinated how, please yeah us. let us know because there could be some people that want to tell us their stories and we're always um, we'll put up the email at the end but we always mm. want to hear from you guys but we're going to get into um, cheating breakups and toxic relationships but I suppose I wanted to segue into breakups now because we were talking about like you know obviously true financial thing you can break up but um, yeah breakups God have you ever had a breakup I don't think you have Um, like me and Dave broke up for like a day before yeah. <laughs> very traumatic honestly right it was my first couple of weeks working in BT2 right and Mm. I worked in Maj at the time me and two other girls in Maj went through breakups at the same time oh my god and somebody's like yeah do you not know the Brown Thomas curse I was like no because somebody told me that before I took this fucking job (gasps) and then I was like crying in the locker room I know you feel so upset my mom had to pick me up for work and I sat in the back of the car on the way home I wouldn't even sit in the front the dramatics Oh God. I don't know what that was about. Anyway, uh, you're back together like an hour later. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't even get to use my breakup playlist. It's Jeff. No. <laughs> well, look, you got away. Well, I suppose you got away lightly and you're with the love of your life now. Yeah, Shout out now. to David. He's no, the best yeah. <laughs> for now. But um, I suppose breakups like come to a natural end. Some, you know, end because of cheating and then some are toxic. And then I suppose you can sometimes just fall out of love. But I know this was something that I spoke about with Sinead on her actual podcast, um, on her live show. Sinead Hegg. Sinead Hegg, she, yeah, shout out to her, she's a little babe. And we were just chatting through and I feel like a lot of people resonated with what I was saying and in terms of like when you break up with someone, like nobody really like prepares you for a breakup. Mm-hmm. People are just like, oh, you've just broken up, you'll get over it. Where, you know, I feel like in my experience and I feel like for a lot of girls, yeah, you almost feel embarrassed when you kind of break up if you're at a younger age, you kind of don't want to tell your friends how upset you are. And then, you know, when I was going to therapy um, in and around the time I kind of broke up, 
my therapist kind of had told me, it was like, Neve, it's like a death. Like you're yeah, grieving yeah. someone. And um, you're kind of grieving that relationship that you had. And then yeah. you're also like really upset and you feel quite lonely. You feel quite isolated. Mm. And especially when you still love the person. And there's obviously so many reasons why you shouldn't be together. Or maybe they just don't want to be with you anymore. And you just feel like a bit like you feel rejected. Um, and it's just like so many of those emotions that can be really, really horrible. Um, and as well, I think, you know, you come away from a breakup with a low self, low self-esteem. Um, you have a bit of a confidence knock. Now, I not, I don't mean all breakups. Yeah. Some breakups can actually I think quite more naturally. Be, yeah, that'd probably be, not always, but kind of would be off the back of like an incident happening. Yeah. Or, you know, like. Yeah. Um, or sometimes, well, sometimes just the people just like, the, one of the people in the relationship just like wants to break up, doesn't want to be with them anymore. Mm. And if the oh, yeah, person yeah, does want yeah, to be. Yeah, they don't feel good. They don't feel good. Yeah, and they yeah. don't feel. Um, and I know like when I had broken up, well, I had like two boyfriends, long-term kind of boyfriends. And I remember breaking up with both of them, feeling really, really sad and like that low self-esteem. Um, and you kind of just want to close yourself off. And that's what I just remember thinking when I was going through the breakup like oh my god I shouldn't feel this way this is ridiculous but then when you listen to people talking about breakups you're like they're actually really really hard they are like a death you are mm-hmm. grieving someone and I think it's so important for anyone who's going through a breakup now or has been through a breakup and probably didn't give didn't give themselves enough emotional TLC or had asked for enough help like it's so important to do that because when you're going through like breakups are Honestly, I could go on about this all day, but I feel like they're if you've gone through them, they can be they can really shape your personality and they can really either make you go one way or the other way. Yeah. And I think for me it kind of made me go one way for a while, um, which was like really sad, really depressed, and then like I kinda of had to pull myself out of it. Yeah. Was this was was this like um were, was this like I mean obviously I know, but was yeah. it a toxic relationship that you Yeah, it yeah. was very toxic. And yeah. So I know you'd ask this on the stories and you'd mm. like, we've got like a lot of good examples to chat through. But like, I kind of want to put the question to you as well. Like, yeah. how did you, or did you, was there a point in the relationship that you realised this is toxic? Or, you know, there's a lot of people who, they don't see the wood from the trees until they're way out of it. Um, or did you know during <clears throat> The relationship was really toxic and... I didn't really know until towards the end because I was just at capacity. I was like, I'm, first of all, you cheated on me and we'll get into that again, right? But I, this is another question where people actually, people ask, can you get back with someone after they've cheated on you? I did and I tried to make it work, but my relationship was just going down. But he he wasn't sorry. No, no, actually he wasn't. He was just like, oh, get over it. Like it's grand, like move on. We're like, we've bought this house. And then I remember just towards the end of like, remember he, this person thought he was going to Galway for the weekend and I was bringing him away to Marbella. And I was just give or take, not grateful. Like just like love and hugs and something, you know how affectionate I am and I love all that. Mm. There was just none of that. And like when I look back and I look at my relationship now Mm. where I'm like, oh my God, relationship is all about giving each other hugs and love and, you know, complimenting each other. And I suppose on the back of that then, there was just so many things towards the end that I was like, this is just so toxic. I then started to resent him. I was like... But how did you, like... What was that moment where you're like, this probably, is so toxic? Probably when I came into Brown Thomas and I went straight into the stockroom and calling out Kay Hart here and Sinead Scanlon 
and I sobbed my eyes out and they were like, Neve, you need out of this. I was just given so much and they were like, if you book another trip, which I did, booked another trip to Portugal and wanted to stay in this lovely hotel. We stayed in it, I think, one night because he wanted to spend time with some of my friends. It was just mad. Like the whole thing was just... just didn't go for. Yeah, and then it was just like more of my friends because I was telling them in work, I'd come in and work and I'd be a shell of a person. I'd be like, I just don't know what's going on. It's like your spark is gone. You don't have like the glitter in your eyes. You just need out. And I think it was actually my friends that made me realise, no, you don't deserve this. And I actually owed my, like, my Brown Thomas friends so much yeah. because they were the ones that were like... That can go one way or the other though. Like you can, yeah. it can push... Like I, I don't, I haven't had a breakup, but I've mm. had, I've been the shoulder to cry on, and I've yeah, had yeah. people close to me who have been in toxic relationships down the mm-hmm. years, and like we've confronted them about it, and they, I cut us off. Then you know, yeah. they'll cut the friends off. So it's a tricky. It is a tricky question. I suppose it's just it, up to that person who's you know coming to you. But I think for me. You're lucky that you were responsive in that way. Yeah, well, I was. they were like, Neve, you're coming and crying and you're upset and you're doing all these things and it's like, we can't watch you do this anymore. You need to, like, cut the cord. So I think it was, like, down to my friends just being like, I was was just not happy, actually. I was just... And I just wanted, in the back of my mind, I kind of wanted to make it work because we had this house. But then I was just getting nothing from it. Like, nothing. Mm. And I was just getting... You know, as well, I remember, and this, I'm going to talk about this for a sec I used to think I was like an anxious person I thought like I was a sufferer of anxiety and after therapy I realized I wasn't a sufferer from anxiety I didn't like I didn't just just wake up and be anxious every day it was the situation the experience that I was in Mm. throughout the years that was making me anxious like these toxic things that would happen of like going out turning off your phone not hearing from them mm. and then being like oh your grand why would you be ringing my phone anyway making you be out to be yeah, like gaslighting oh yeah. gaslighting Ma- making you out to be you know the weirdo then oh just so many things of like and then not wanting to spend time with you like prioritising you know the friends over me and I would be the ones sitting at home I'd be like well this is just great like even though I could go out and see my friends well, I was just madly in love I was like well I'd love to spend time with you Date nights were non-existent. I couldn't even remember mm. times being brought out on a date. So it was just all those toxic things. And then, you know, just the distrust on the phone. Like, I just even if I went to pick up a phone to, like, check the time, it'd be, like, whipped away. And yeah. you just all these things that were, like, red flags yeah. that I just yeah. thought was normal. Yeah. And then we'd go out and, you know, if drinks were being involved, there'd be just, like, aggro moments that were just so unnecessary, so uncalled for names that you'd be called I was mm. just like so when I was going in telling my friends and Brown Thom- like telling my girls mm. they were like no yeah. like what just because you have you know a house with someone mm. or you, you know you, you think you're in this committed relationship doesn't mean you have to like no. stay in it yeah. like you're young I was actually also really young as well which also was another fact that my friends were like Neve, you're 25 let's Fuck go yeah. 26 like come yeah. on yeah. so yeah and I think as well even on toxic relationships and if you've been in one and I've only realised how it translated into my own relationship with Jamie um, 
That makes sense. So. Yeah, like I just had all these triggers, but I didn't know what triggers were. And I suppose through therapy, and I mean, as I said before, therapy isn't for everyone. It is. Therapy, I'm sorry. It everybody should. Everyone should. Everybody do is it. in therapy because people who didn't go to therapy. Yeah. Therapy is for everybody. Yeah. No, but you know, some people just find that one-on-one thing a bit much. Nessa, like, uh, no, I, I do I, agree, I, but I feel like there's people can find other ways. To, uh, like the one-on-one thing can just be a bit much for people, yeah. and I know two people in my kind of surroundings that just found a very it just kind of wasn't for they them they weren't, weren't ready for it maybe yeah maybe maybe um but that's another thing yeah. one of them actually had a bad therapist but that, like that's another conversation well i know you're saying like oh they kind of had didn't have great experiences whatever mm. but did you know actually therapists a lot of them aren't regulated what what do you mean so like you know it's not always a regulated industry so like anyone could like do like an online course and be like oh. I'm a therapist I kind of like Dr. Nick from the <clears throat> Simpsons sort of a thing do you know oh yeah and actually it really makes a lot of sense because I know somebody who knows someone who went to a therapist right and the therapist was a bit of probably needed therapy herself right <laughs> and the person was like, eh, look, I'm not going to be coming back to you. Like, I'm actually grand. And yeah. the therapist was like, you can't quit. I need the money. What? Oh, my God. This is making so, so much sense. Like the way I've said someone just didn't enjoy her therapy experience. I know someone really close to me went to therapy. She was 15 minutes late. The she therapist. Was, therapist was 15 minutes late. She was sitting out <laughs> in the cold. She finally went up. Rocked up all the way up into this cold attic. Usually when you go to therapy, you're in like a nice warm room. Sometimes it can be online. Bit of but generally, sage. There were a bit of sage, a bit of lavender, like yeah, in a nice yeah. cosy place. Yeah. There was like even like a hole in the window. So there was like a... <laughs> <laughs> so, she was kidnapped. Yeah, so she sits down and she was had to like offload. She had so much going on. She was ready to offload. And what did the therapist start doing? Crying. No. She had tears rolling down her eyes she was like I'm just going to have to stop you there she stopped her going to have to stop you there that's a loss oh no I need a second do you like a tissue I was like I'm not crying like, yeah, I haven't got to yet yeah. why are you crying the therapist started crying oh my god <laughs> <laughs> therapist bawling oh my god so she 100% wasn't right I mean we'd hope she and wasn't. my prayer my prayer person blank. your prayer blank she hasn't been to one since would you fucking blame her no I would be caught dead near one yeah. after that it was the wind blown for me as oh well the cold it's do, not how it there do the sound again Sorry, I just like to point out that's Neve. That is not a soundboard, and it's beautiful. You need to flip that into your meditation. I should. You, you will get a regulated therapist on uh, the IACP. IACP. Yeah, brilliant. So, so good to know. Yeah, don't be getting your therapist off gum no, tree or anything. Go out and prosper. <laughs> well, I just feel like I've gotten so much good from therapy, mm. and even like, even in my relationship with Jamie, like Jamie is. I, and he is a saint. He's so good. He's very caring. He's very kind. So different to any sort of relationship that I was in. And I think it's about, I think it's what relationships should be about. You know, and I'm sure you feel the same with David. You have such a great relationship. Yeah. Communication is yeah. there. They're like Trust your there. partner in crime. They're your partner. partner all Trust around. is there. Reassurance is there when you need it. But for anyone who's listening and they have a good boyfriend or I don't know if they do, but I found that I had a lot of triggers and like it wasn't Jamie's fault. It mm. was due to the wow. stuff in my past and I'll just give you an example of one of how like I was so triggered like one night we were all out and Jamie was just like oh come back to mine Ooh, sleepover um, an adult sleepover an adult sleepover <laughs> so he was like but his anyway his his I text him back and there was only one tick 
And instantly, okay, this was like early days, instantly I thought he turned his phone off. He doesn't want to talk to me. So you know me, party gal, love staying out. I actually brought myself home and sobbed in the bed. And oh I, God. I know. I mean, it's not funny, it's but, not, like, but like I you was, catastrophize I, it I, kind of. Completely. Yeah. And I got so upset, was lying in the bed, sobbing, crying. I was like, this is what it is now. He's probably going to break up with me. Because I remember in previous times, I used there was always a threat of like breaking right, up. Okay. And I, honestly, when I, it gives me shivers yeah. now because it was, just, it, it was just weaponized so much. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he rings me then at like quarter to, well, I don't know what, early hours in the morning anyway. And I'm bawling in the bed. And he was like, oh my God, is everything okay? What happened to you? And I was like, I, did you turn off your phone? He was like, did I what? Where are you now? Are you yeah, like, yeah. are you, where are you not in town? And I was like, and he was like, are you so upset here? And I was like, yeah, like I thought you turned off your phone. And you didn't want to talk to me. He's like, if my battery died, Jesus, no. Like, mm-hmm. why would you think that? I thought we were going to meet at around this time anyway. Yeah. But he had to, like, run home and charge his phone or whatever. But I was just so triggered. That's where your head went. Where my head went. Yeah. And even, like, down to triggers with, like, I would make all these things up in my head that he was going to break up with me. Yeah. He was, like, a little bit off one day. Everyone's entitled to a bit of an off day. Yeah. They've work going on, yeah. there's stuff going on. And I would just be so triggered by that. Or even, like, I don't know. There's so many different examples. But I That just, must have been... Like, obviously, like, really a lot for you, but probably very new territory for Jamie as oh, well. He probably was like, what like, the hell? And I and I, I obviously had been doing therapy and I was, at the time, was able to, like, talk about different things. And mm. um, the previous therapist that I had before now wasn't as good as the one I had now. So she's really opened me up and I'm so much more aware of my triggers. Like, even things... Like around the house, I think I have a touch, a tiny touch of OCD. And before I kind of would have been like worked up over things. And now I'm like, oh no, like communication. It's like sitting with the feeling without reacting. So rather than reacting, responding, but responding with yourself first. So if you feel something taking over your body just at once, that's a reaction. Something's going on inside and you're reacting to something. But if you can sit with that for a minute and figure it out, rather than just like barking or shouting, because sometimes that's what can happen in relationships. Oh, yeah, of course. They have like, probably like, they could have like childhood trauma. It's like all these things. So if anyone's listening and they feel like they have these triggers with their partners and they don't know why, my biggest advice would be to sit with them, think about them, honestly write them down. And maybe there's something there that like is going on for you, then you know, what's actually happening in front of you. It's something from before. Yeah. And that's like my biggest, biggest advice because I know I had, I had terrible like kind of trust issues and I probably just would have thought Jamie was going to cheat on me or turn off his phone or yeah. just like break up or something. And yeah. that was just from just past, year, just past relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes um, sense. It's probably worth calling out as well. Like obviously toxic relationships are not just romantic relationships. Like they come yeah. in like so many different... And like I actually had kind of a a friend breakup before and yeah. like you kind of look but you 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 kind of um romanticize how close these were and then when you look back you're like no I you're know kind of shit mate actually I know Do you know and that's the reason why a lot of people stay friends with people or tolerate situations bad or bad behavior or bad behavior yeah like I fully romanticized yeah. my relationship my past yeah. relationship it was what got me through but at least with a, a r- romantic relationship or like a friendship yeah. you can kind of break away from them it's really tricky when you've got like a toxic family relationship yeah. like yeah. I mean I really 
like feel for people who go through that because it's mm. way more trickier to navigate. It is. You know, like because especially if it's a parent or something, you're like, yeah. You don't, well, you, you can, but like you don't really want to break up with the family member. And it's, it's no. hard to get, a, it's hard to get away from that without like losing, say, relationships with other family mm, members exactly. or whatever. And so like I know there was like a, a good few kind of comments came in around that. And I just yeah, like surrendered. And, and siblings, like, and it's, it's just going to be really hard. But this is the thing I'm saying about like a load of people are in therapy mm. from people who didn't go to therapy and like so many people so have actually. so many people have um, issues with parents mm. you know what I mean like fractured relationships with moms mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. I feel it's a big generational thing it's because a lot of that generation as I said didn't go to therapy or didn't talk about it well yeah or like like we I know we touched on that before it's like the mm. Catholic shame you just everything's private, private. pushed down yeah. everything yeah. you know whatever and then it manifests in different ways and it just has a ripple effect on other people and then yeah but hopefully now I feel because like the stigma is really well I hope gone it seems to be in mm. terms of mental health and people looking after their 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 mental health and, and, and dealing with their issues I feel mm-hmm. like this generation hopefully is working on clawing back yeah. the toxic family relationships to some capacity. I mean, yeah. obviously shit's going to go down, but I feel mm-hmm. like this generation, people are really trying to give themselves the tools a lot more to to deal with that. Yeah, and I for the so. most part, it would probably be, I hate the word a better parent, but do you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they they mightn't bring as much trauma to the mix. Yeah. Unresolved yeah. trauma. Unresolved trauma. Yeah. And just not affecting other people around you because when... Because you're not dealing with your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I know you put up a question box mm. on your social and the question was like, what was the kind of moment of clarity you had that made you realise actually this is a toxic relationship? You yeah. know, it could be a romantic relationship, like a friendship, a, mm-hmm. a family relationship. Yeah. And like we got loads of stuff that came in. So thanks, Emil, to everybody who sent yeah. that in. There's one here which is so fucked up, right? Mm. Well, they're all fucked up, let's be honest. But... um. Basically, the person wasn't allowed to have any social media and the guy kept cheating on her and blaming her for his cheating. Oh, my God. First of all, I wouldn't have a business. What would I do? No I social media account. That is toxic. And she was cheated on. Mm. And it was her fault. Allegedly. Well, that's what he said. Like, men are just... I just don't understand. Now, I notice, like, sometimes women can be... But, you know, let's be honest, it's more or less... You know, there's stats there that it's more men than women. But, like, I even remember being cheated on. And for anyone who's been cheated on, like, yeah, the initial shock and disbelief and the hurt from it. But I actually found the road to recovery, like, a lot harder. Because I kind of chose not to tell a couple of my friends when it did happen. And I just felt isolated, lonely. There's so much that needs repairing. Like, Mm. you're absolutely shot of confidence, self-esteem. Um, you know, you have a lot of like, you need a lot of support. You're feeling very vulnerable. Um, it's also like compassion and the lack of, it's also like the huge lack of respect. Like they've totally disrespected you. And I think for anyone who decides to get back into a relationship after being cheated on, like I know I did and I tried to make it work, but we just weren't meant to be together. And I'm not saying, you know, once they cheated, you know, you should break up. I feel like if the two people are willing to do the work together, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's always going to be a chance. Even like going into me and Jamie's relationship, I I just 
just thought that I'll make Jamie maybe cheat on me one day because yeah. it's happened to me before. Yeah. And I just feel like that road to recovery is so much harder. So for anyone who's listening, who's ever cheated, don't ever do it again or like think before. It's just like so hard for the person who you cheat on. Like it's, there's so much more than just the initial, oh, it was only a kiss. Well, actually there's a whole lot more there for the person who's been cheated on. Like that, I feel like the initial happening of it Right, it happened. But it's actually just that road that's like, you have to be really, really vulnerable for a lot of time and yeah. it can be really, really tough. And yeah. especially when you're kind of embarrassed, like you almost feel, I know I felt a bit embarrassed about it when I shouldn't have. Yeah. I almost felt shame. For anyone that like, you know, make sure you talk to your friends and you mind yourself and it's okay to feel all those feelings and they need repairing, but they need repairing with a right, stable, supportive, compassionate person. Not someone that you just feel like you're going to get this fake love from. I think it's interesting. There's a lot coming up for toxic mates. Toxic mates? Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like I had a toxic friend for a while. Like, I was just getting nothing from her. be constant bitching, constant fighting, yeah. constant, like, low-key name-calling. Now, it's not like that anymore. There's, but yeah, it's it's, it can be quite hard. And especially, I also feel like friends, I feel like sometimes, if you know them so well, they can kind of gaslight you. Like, does it, do you know... Like, well, you're probably so there. There's, you're probably so comfortable with each other yeah. that nearly like the manners goes out the window, sort mm-hmm. of thing, doesn't it? But like somebody was like saying here, when my best friend was twisting every little thing I said into a completely different meaning. Yeah, gaslighting is a subtle form of emotional manipulation that often results in the recipient recipient of their doubt and their perception of reality or insanity. So like twisting someone's reality or twist, like basically when you're twisting words, you're twisting the reality of someone and you're portraying it to something else. Like that's gaslighting. Yeah, or like even somebody saying around toxic friendships, like when you figure out it's all you running around texting first, making plans, like yeah. it has to be... Has to be a two-way. 100%. And I, I feel like, like maturing now, yeah. like... I don't know. They do say that you shed friends at different stages of life. Like mm-hmm. your secondary school and then you go into college and you have all these friends in your, your 20s or whatever. And then when you come into your 30s, you kind of shed again. You're kind yeah. of like, what's a nourishing friendship and mm-hmm. whatever isn't. Shag off. I know. Shag off, babe. I think your tolerance just, I feel like that. My tolerance for things, the older I get, you're just like, oh no. I know. Yeah, my tolerance is just... I sp- and Not to bring it back to therapy then, I feel like when you focus on yourself, you do the work on yourself, your tolerance for bullshit is at a zero. You're like, I couldn't be arse dealing with, like, petty situations, yeah. dumbass shit, nothing that's not going to serve me good energy. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, and I think definitely doing the doing a bit of work or just being self-aware, Yeah. you know, you, you just have zero tolerance for yeah. bullshit, pretty much. So... So we've got, there were so many that came in. Some of them I could relate to. Some of them I know probably friends could relate to and everyone could probably relate to. But one of them I thought was so funny and almost triggered by it. Um, going on a break for every tiny argument, they would kind of, you know, yeah. for any, tar- any tiny argument that you'd have and then you'd have to like beg them to get back with you. Yeah. Like I just remember that cycle so much and it was almost like an argument mm-hmm. that they would start or they yeah. would do. Um, I feel like I feel she also finished that with dickhead <laughs> which I love yeah so like obviously Lowe's came in as he said just I'm just gonna blitz through some of them that I was like Jesus Christ like um, 
somebody said that their toxic relationship was with their mother. Oh, yeah, um, but they actually finally walked away when the mother started turning her anger and personality onto her own child, like the, the grandchild. <sighs> yeah, that's not, that's not good. That's, well, fair that's play to the awful. person for being like, no, fuck this. Um, I also have one, how toxic my friend was when I had my first baby and was con- constantly putting us down. The baby? You can put a yeah. baby down. Well, like, yeah. Wow. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, they're like, yeah. Wow. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Wanted to have a tracker placed on me because he was so paranoid. Oh, my God. That Now, that's outrageous. Then we have a one-sided friendship, very negative, her way or no way, controlling, jealous and selfish. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really tough. You need to cut that friend out of your life or have an honest, com- real conversation. Be like, look, this isn't the way friendship should be. Um, my so-called friend wished that her sister's tan came out orange on the day of her wedding. Who on earth would want that? Get yourself a therapist. Sweetheart. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it either can be in an intimate relationship, but I also feel like friends can be really toxic towards each oh, other, especially girls, because they can be quite bitchy. Yeah. Like one was just like, my friend always put me down, took me for years to see it, but then finally got rid um, good for you. Yeah, good for you because friends, like girls can be bitchy, like we're hormonal. Do you know what I mean? Especially when we're younger. We don't really know how to talk about our feelings properly. We're emotional. There's that kind of like hormon- group mentality as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. So one here, this is mad because I know me and Jamie do a kitty on holidays. Mm. We put like money in a vault, either it could be mine or his one. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, or you can, you can do a joint one, I think, and you can both see it. Anyway, I'm. I, this is just... Jamie never took my money, but I just find this so interesting and it brings it back to the financial abuse. Um, me and my boyfriend set up a Revolut vault account where we were about putting money in. I was putting in €50 Euro a week because we were saving for a holiday. Then when I went in to check it on his phone one day, there was little or no money in it. Like, can you imagine? Stealing, I'm sorry. That is stealing. Hello. Now, she didn't say what happened after that. Yeah. Just was left at that. I can only imagine she was outrageous, outrageous and obsessed. Yeah, God, I've no faith in humanity after this episode, and And neither should any of you. But it's just good. This is why we're like talking about this, and like this episode is all about spreading awareness. You know, it's hard for people to talk about these things. It can be tough conversations for people to have Mm. with their relationships, whether that's a friend, a mother, a dad, their partner. Um, so obviously we're so grateful for everybody who took mm-hmm. the time to share their different, you know, stories. Um, and it's so nice to know that there's other people at the end of this mic that actually are responding. So if yeah. you have anything that you want to like tell us or share with us, um, you can always reach out to Neve on socials. I suppose me if you have to. Yeah. Or we, <laughs> we have, have an email address. We've got so. a gorgeous email address. Mm-hmm. So it is unveiled at goloudnow.com. So... Yeah, you can send yeah. all your bits and pieces to them. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Tell us your, yeah. you know, your stories. What's your favourite colour? Yeah, like tell us situations that happened. Yeah. Maybe if you have a lol, you have a lol yeah. that you want to share with us. Like we really want to hear it, which yeah. actually brings us on to the end of the episode um, where we're going to do a load on a lol. Last week I had a load. This week I have a lol. Get it off your chest. So you go and say your load first. Yeah, I've, I'm loathing. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, like hopefully you'll pick us back up now, but I'm, pff, I'm being real. Yeah. It's a really, really materialistic load of the week, right? Okay, but it's related to like moving into a house and stuff. I did not know you were expected to wash new sheets before you use them. Did you know that? I didn't until last year. Did do you do that? And I um no. Okay, good. 
who the fuck has time? Are you joking? Like sheet washing at the best of times and changing your bed is the biggest ordeal. It's I know. the number one worst task, house task. Yeah, Jamie won't do it. As we all know. <laughs> yeah. No, David will no David will tag team it, but like I was like the presumption that people have the time to purchase new sheets, wash them, I don't iron them. There's no way. No. Like there's like who the hell needs an unironed or an iron sheet? Like like take them back off and then put them down. I just it just it pissed me off. When I, I used to actually plug in the iron beside my bed and iron a little bit if it was very creased now. But I'd iron it on the bed where they were all on the bed. Be ours. And you know you stay in my house like to get forget it. Yeah. You're not Your house is gorgeous. Ah, it's grand, like it's nice, but like you're not getting iron sheets no. ever. No, no. No. And it's the same with towels as well. Because one People wash towels. I I, I, well, I wash towels, I wash my towels, but when I get towels new, I don't wash them. I know. Do you, like, I are people, people out there doing that? Look, come here, we'd love to hear it. Let me know. We want Am to I a scruff? Well, I did a poll on it last year because I'd be people like, you're not going to wash them first because I literally bought them that day, put them on the bed that with three okay, hours Okay, so later. obviously people are worse. But only a couple of people. But I'd actually love to hear from you guys if you're listening. Let us know. Do, do you wash your sheets? Please. Do you wash your towels? Do you, sorry. Them? Do you wash your new sheets? New sheets. We all wash our sheets. Yeah. So taking before, them out of the packet yeah, yeah. before it goes onto the bed, do you yeah, wash them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We want to hear from you. My lol of the week is funny. Um, well, I found it very funny. So basically to give you a bit of a backstory, when me and Jamie first started um, kind of going out and we were like having the sleepovers, adult sleepovers, I'd go over and stay in his house and Jamie's like a real solid sleeper and he's sometimes will make noises in his sleep or whatever. So there was a couple of nights he'd kind of wake me up and I'd be, I'd get a fright from how he used to wake me up. Yeah. And I could never really say to him because I'd be embarrassed because it was only early days. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that you just, and he didn't acknowledge it a couple of times like the next morning. So I was like, well, I'm not going to bring it up. Like he'd fully wake me up and I'd get a fright and I'd be like, is he going to like acknowledge this? And he never did. So soon, like obviously the relationship moved on and we finally acknowledged it. But anyway, we're sitting on a plane um, on our way over to Portugal and he's in the middle seat and a, a girl is um, at the window seat and she's kind of facing in, you know, facing to the left so she's like kind of turned into him a little bit and he's kind of turned into her a little Very bit. Very cosy. Very cosy. And Jamie was like catching flies and I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. I know it is. <laughs> so, I was just kind of waiting for it to happen because I can kind of tell when it's going to like his, his, his whole body can move and all of a sudden he goes, ah! oh my God. <laughs> And the girl looked and went, ah! Oh my God. <laughs> the two of them were like, and then Jamie went, oh! And then she was like, oh! So basically, Jamie wakes up in a sleep during the night and screams. screams. So he screams at one of them. Oh my God. And she was just like this in shock and I burst. It only happened the other day. Oh and then Jamie was like, oh my God. And then he burst into laughing. But she was so, really she was so asleep. She was so shook. Oh and I was no. like, I was apologising yeah. because Jamie was literally like tears rolling down his face. I was like, Jamie, we're going to have to like get you like a mask or yeah. something. But that was my lol week. I thought that was gas. We cracked up about it for ages. Yeah, it's nice to not be on the receiving end of it. Yeah. You're like watching like third person. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Watch it all unfold in front of me. Yeah. Well, that's the end of our episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm happy we could all just like kind of come together on, you know, those topics. And um, I'm sure we'll probably get into them again and just know therapy's out there and um, I'm going to share some you know resources for women's aid and know that you're not alone and you know don't stand for anything but kindness and good and support and compassion 
And yeah, that's all I have to really say. And thank you so much for listening. And live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love, baby. Live, laugh, lips it. <laughs> Lives and die by Rob Lips it. <laughs> This is Unveiled with Neve Cullen and Nessa Morrissey. A Go Loud original podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.